Hey friends, you're listening to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry, a place where you can discover your purpose, your passion, and a place to get tips to get zest for your life back. Keep listening. Every Monday and Thursday, new uploads and tons of laughs right here. Welcome to Whole Heart. This is Monica C. Guidry, and I am so excited that you're tuning in today. Today is a great day to be alive. I say that all the time because it really is. And as you know, everything is unscripted, unedited. So what you hear is what you hear. What you get is what you get. You might even hear my son in the background today because my husband is home working and he's um, taking care of my son in and out of the different interviews that I've had today. So you might hear them. So great space, guys, great space. But I'm excited because I have a beautiful woman who is beautiful inside and out as a guest today on the show. And her name is Akia. I'm saying your name right, right? You are. It's Akia. Akia. And I, I'm always afraid that I'm going to jack somebody's name up. That is the worst thing ever. So it is no. a red. <laughs> and she yep, is a, a best-selling author. She is a speaker and an advocate. And she is the founder of Real Girls Fart. That is F-A-R-T. It is an acronym. And I'll let her explain that later. And you can also find her on social media, encouraging her followers to be their most authentic selves. And I am one of her followers. And I am always encouraged to live my most authentic self because I love that anyway, right? So welcome to the show, Akia. Thank you so much for having me, Monica. I am just so happy to be here. You're awesome. Thank you for saying yes. I was saying off of uh, off the recording that it was such a quick turnaround. I reached out to you and you were like, sure. And that is the one thing that I love about you. You're, you're so ready. You're so ready to serve and tell your story. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we kind of have a history. You know, we were we were working together um, on your other show that yeah. you've done. So um, I was really delighted when you reached out again. Um, so I'm happy to, to work together with you again. And, and like you said, I feel at home because actually I'm in my car right now. I was picking up Raising Canes for my kids. <laughs> yes. So we are going to be very unscripted today. I so, love it. Um, yeah. Mom Boston today. That's what it is. <laughs> Yes, I mean, you know what, it's with summer vacation and then, you know, seems like we've all been on a staycation for months, right? So, yes. So, um, let me, let me get into, get into one of the reasons why I reached out to you. So, you know that my show lends the pathway for women to discover their passion, their purpose and their joy so that they can start living the life that they were always meant to live and everything that you do speaks to those women um, and I want you to kind of tell my listeners a little bit about your background and how you turned what was seemingly pain into purpose. Uh, so pain and purpose. Wow. <laughs> right. That is a loaded, um, a loaded, loaded question. Um, where do I begin? Right. I mean, I've had a lot of things that have that have happened in my life. Um, I think the most predominant one that is closest to the forefront of my mind is probably about 
four years ago when I first started um, Real Girls. It was a blog and it was basically geared towards women who, um, like myself, I had been diagnosed with um, anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And that was after a breakdown um, emotionally. And that threw me from because I grew up in church and I didn't know anxiety and depression was a thing. I actually thought that it was um, something that so when it actually became a thing and it started affecting my everyday life to where I couldn't function. The only way I knew to deal with it, um, you know, besides getting treatment and taking medication and continuing my prayer life was you know, to start writing about it. I'm a trained writer. And so I thought, well, why not just write my feelings and thoughts on a blog and use those um, on a platform to encourage other women? So that was how, you know, I got, I got started. And eventually that blog turned into a online kind of committee. And then that, those, those blog posts and, you know, a lot more of my thoughts turned into um, a book. Yeah. Now, speaking about your book, you in your book, you talk about how women's feelings of unworthiness and self-hatred impede connections with other women. Can you expound on that? Because I feel like that's something that a lot of women feel. Um, Like me, you know, I was not very trusting of other people. And I think, quite frankly, um, you know, when you are raised in a very guarded environment and you're taught to kind of, you know, hide who you are, um, you know, for the sheer fact that maybe somebody, you know, won't like who you really are. And so you, the most important thing is to maintain the proper image at all times. And Mm. the most important thing is to, you know, um, never let anybody see you sweat. So I think, you know, when you don't show up to the table and show up in the world as you are and who you are, um, it's, you know, almost a definite thing that, you know, you're going to have relationships that are not fulfilling as you would like and need them to be even. There was a, I had posted one, one day on Facebook about just different topics that, that, you know, women would want to hear on the show. And interestingly enough, there was a woman that said, you know, all her life, she's had complications with having relationships with women, that women are extremely catty. And she just, you know, kind of went on and on. And then there were a bunch of women that chimed in after her saying the same thing, that it was the same thing, that they had a hard time with connecting with women and um, so that's why I think that it's so, so enlightening for you to say that it, it's hard for any woman who has feelings of self-hatred or unworthiness or any negative feelings about themselves to connect with anyone, any, any other woman, because there might be a threat there, possibly, yeah. and insecurity, Yeah. I mean, there was definitely, that was definitely the case, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, I actually continued in that pattern, you know, until, I mean, I wrote the book, you know, I talked about it and I thought that I had dealt with these things, 
So um, what'd you say? I said that's so honest. Yeah, you know, I thought that I had dealt with them, and I thought that, you know, it was um, something that, you know, been there, done that, bought the T-shirt kind of thing. And when COVID happened, I realized that there was, like, this other layer to that whole thing of I was, like, an addict or a junkie, like, going from event to event, person to person, seeking affirmation externally, And, um, and so that, you know, when you go from an event to an event, person to person, that fix that you get much like an addict doesn't last past maybe for me a day or two. Yeah. And then I'm seeking that next, you know, affirmation, you know, or fix. Um, and so with COVID I had, you know, very much, you know, everything stopped, right? Like everyone else, much of my world, you know, I make, you know, most of my income by speaking. And so I wasn't doing that. And that was how I was getting the affirmation. Right. And so I had several events that I was going to, and all of a sudden I had not, everything was canceled. And so my self-worth and love was very much wrapped into externally what I was receiving, you know, validation wise from everybody else. And that really showed me that when I wasn't speaking and wasn't getting that affirmation, like, who are you? And like, you know, and so honestly, I had a come to Jesus moment where, you know, I felt really bad. The majority of the, um, the pandemic, like the first two months, um, and I had to, to face myself and face the fact that, no, these issues aren't dealt with and no, you do not have a good relationship with yourself because honestly, before you can connect with or have relationships with anybody else outside of yourself, that relationship that you have with you is going to craft every other relationship that you have in your life. Yes. Girl. Yes. Yes. You know, it's interesting. We're, We're supposed to be talking about, um, pain into purpose, but I feel like this is so important about identifying the cracked pieces and the broken pieces in our lives and discovering who we are first so yes. that we can then have good relationships with everyone around us. Because it really is a vicious cycle. Because if we're not having if we don't have a healthy relationship with ourselves, we won't have a healthy relationship with our friends, children, husband, whatever. And then, yeah. it, and then it all just kind of cycles back around. So we don't have any good relationship with them. We're not having a good, we don't view ourselves good. And then it just, it's just a cycle. Uh, it is. And I think you find, you know, what's, what is, what tends to be, especially today, um, that's like a common thread um, almost um, with women is this concept of burnout. Mm. And, you know, why we start to feel guilty, right, if you will, because we're not doing this or we're not doing that, so then we get motivated to do more. But then you have to kind of look at the root cause of why you're feeling motivated to do more. (laughs) And a lot of times um, people, and since we're talking, you know, about women, um, pile their plates with more, 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 more is because their worth 
their value is tied into all that they're doing. And so if they're not doing something, then they don't feel enough. They don't feel good enough. They don't feel worthy enough. Mm -hmm. And so I know for me, that was my story is like, if I wasn't going out speaking to hundreds of people, then I wasn't feeling, you know, like myself. I wasn't feeling validated. Mm -hmm. And so many of us feel that way. And it's a real thing. And I think if we don't, um, and so for me, in many ways, this whole season that the world has been in, this pause, if you will, has been an opportunity for me to address those underlying things, because I think that that makes our purpose (laughs) and our platform so much more impactful. Come on. And meaningful um, when we first deal with the stuff, you know, like our pain. Yes. Then it makes it more purposeful for other people to deal with their pain. And that, and that's what, everything that you're saying. I just kept hearing identity, identity, lack of identity, yeah. lack of identity. So when you don't know who you are, you're searching for. First of all, it's easy for other people to label you. <laughs> when you don't know who you are, people stamp a label on you so quick, and then you'll start you'll you'll start trying to live up to that, or you you become you mold yourself into that, and then you're unhappy, and the, and you're not living your authentic self, and which is your whole message is living your most authentic self. So yeah. how would you say, what would you say to someone right now saying, well, I. I don't know who I am. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm searching, but I don't know. I don't know who I am. Well, you know, I think it's, um, so it's, <laughs> it's a journey. Yeah. You know, it's a journey because I think that we are always evolving. We are always changing. Yep. Um, so I think that we have to always stay in like, we have to always lead our lives with curiosity and a mindset of discovery. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for me, I'm still in that, that process. I mean, obviously, there are certain things that won't ever change because of, you know, my faith. There are certain values that I hold very close. So there are certain things that won't change. But then there are also things that you have to be open to growing, right, in those areas. And um, I think for me, what I did was is I allowed myself to uproot everything that I thought I was going to be or supposed to be. I divorced myself from I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And I changed the word and said, I could be, Mm. you know? And so do you see how that one little statement of I should be doing X, when you change that to I could be doing X. That's more of like a question. That's more of curiosity as opposed to an affirmative statement. Uh huh. And, and you, you I sort of free yourself. You free yes. yourself from the obligation of of I have to do, and if I don't do, then I've somehow missed the mark. You know, like I, that's yes. what I, that's what I got from it when you said that when you changed those 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 words around. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm free to. Maybe, maybe not. Like, you know, don't lock me in. Right. (laughs) And give yourself that permission that because I feel, um, 
just because I feel like, um, or I, you know, am okay with doing this today, doesn't mean that a month from now it's going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, and we're, we're having this conversation, and um, we were just talking about being mommy bosses today because you're at, you're getting raising canes for your family, and I can hear my son in the garage with my husband crying. He's probably <laughs> looking to come in and nurse. And uh, I'm just thinking about how I just told somebody the other day, like, you know what? Why I, f- I feel like the reason why I don't struggle with, um, with, um, with sadness or just feeling like overwhelmed or anything is because I do things when I feel like doing them. If yeah. I don't feel like doing it, I'm not going to do it. Those laundry, that load of laundry that's upstairs, if I don't feel, if I'm looking at it, I don't feel like doing it. Guess what? I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do something that is that is going to cause me to completely be off kilter or not bring me joy. I'll get to it. Yeah. But right now, I'm not. So I freed myself from um, things that are are, are obligations um, in other people's lives, and they are they're doing they're spinning themselves in this spiral because they feel like that they have to attain certain things. And I've allowed myself to totally just let go of what other people feel like needs to happen and do what I feel is best for me. Yeah. And you are, and I think that (laughs) everyone that's listening should take a page from your book and follow (laughs) suit, you know, because that is, I mean, you know, obviously on the surface, you know, there's a lot of, you know, self-discovery, right. That you had to do to come into that. I don't think, you know, for me, it wasn't a natural process, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up in a house with a super mom, right? Mm-hmm. That was everything to everybody. And I think um, women in general are just, you know, very much superheroes that have invisible capes. I think so too. You know, and in particular, if you grow up with a black mom, you know, that is the heritage that they pass down. Sure is that there's nothing that you can't accomplish. There's nothing that you can't muscle through. Um, And so I think growing up with my mom being a black woman, strong, um, you know, never really saw her sweat. And even if she did, she was going to do her task sweaty. You know, it was just, there was no option to quit. There was no option to stop. And I think in many ways, um, while that's good to see that strength modeled before you, because you know that that strength is possible, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it also sets sometimes an unrealistic expectation that that's how you have to be 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not the case. And so I think for me, I had to come into this self-discovery phase of really asking myself, you know, who is Akia? What is she like? What does she not like? Sometimes it's easier to answer the question about what you don't like first. Yeah. Because those tend to be a lot easier questions to answer. Girl. Um, and, that's, and that was part of my journey, too, is just really taking the time to date myself <laughs> and expose myself to a variety of different things. And um, I came out where I am today, still, still discovering and still on the journey, but I definitely think that I am more solidified in who I am as a woman Mm -hmm. than I was 
I don't know, four years ago when I started this journey. Mm-hmm. So it's this a process. So good because I was just about to ask, you know, as we wrapped it up, what would you tell women who are on this path of discovery? Like what would be the steps to do to finding yourself? I think not being afraid to ask yourself the hard questions. Mm -hmm. And again, instead of leading your life with such affirmative answers or statements, if you will, that say, I need to be doing this, I should be doing this. (laughs) You need to change that perception and that perspective a little bit and the way you word that and say, well, I could be, do I want to? And I think when you get real honest about it and be real with yourself first and foremost, then I think that that's going to help you show up in the world the way you want to. And it's also going to help you be real with other people. But you got to be real with yourself first. Again, what I said in the beginning when we started talking is that every relationship that you have in your life is going to be crafted by the one you have with yourself. So if you're not real with yourself, and you're not being honest with yourself, you're not gonna be real and honest with the people that are in your life. So good. Well, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave it right there because that, that, that was a great point. And <laughs> guys, if you're, wherever you're listening from, um, I didn't do a video this time, so it's just you're just able to listen to this. I, I pray that you just let this sit, sit with this, sit with this conversation, sit with yourself, slow down enough to take it all in and do a, firm assessment of where you are and where you want to be and give yourself permission and grace to 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 ease into it um you know what i always like to say is i'm so grateful that you're all tuning in and that you're listening and that you're binging all of these shows i feel like that a whole heart is a joy full heart so until we meet again thank you for listening <laughs>